Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Off the Record podcast. My name is Erin, and this is the first official episode of this podcast, which is very exciting. Um, I hope you all enjoy it. Since this is the first episode, things might be a little, not rough, but, you know, still working out some kinks here and there. Um, And of course, uh, I don't know everything about the music that I'm talking about. I'm not a music expert, just a music lover. If you did not listen to the intro, it's just three minutes. It's just me talking about what this podcast actually is um, and why I started it, etc. So that'll just be on all those streaming platforms that you listen to your podcast to, just like the one you're listening to now. Um, but today, let's go ahead and jump into it. We are going to be talking about Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Um, this album came out in 1977, which is crazy how that year is four years away from being 50. Um, and this album still holds up, which is just insane and really a test of time um, to the songs, which we will, of course, will get into. This record came out on Warner Brothers Records, their label, and actually is their 11th studio album, which when I was researching this, I didn't realize this was so far into their catalog, but this was actually the second album that Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks were on. Um, So previous to that, they had multiple band members that just kind of switched out throughout the years. Not going to get into that just because we're going to be talking about the rumors era, if you will. So for the band lineup at this time, the guitarist vocalist was Lindsay Buckingham. The drummer was Mick Fleetwood. Keyboard player and vocalist was Christine McVie. Bass guitarist was John McVie and vocalist Stevie Nicks, of course. So around this time, I'm going to get into a little bit history and where the band was at this point in time. So of course, before Lindsay and Stevie joined the band, um, a couple years before this, they were dating. They were together on and off. I believe when they were recording rumors, they were they already had broken up. Um, John and Christine were married and they were getting a divorce. And Mick was also in the middle of his own divorce. So this album surrounds a lot of <laughs> breakups, relationships, heartbreak, everything that comes with that. Um, it is possibly, if not the best breakup album of all time. And it really touches a lot on human emotions um, that are just still relevant today. Like I said earlier, this album still holds up because human emotions don't change. <laughs> a lot of things around us can change, but at the end of the day, we're all just human, no matter if it's 1977 or 2023. So I think that is pretty cool. Um, the title comes from, of course, all the rumors that were surrounding the band um, that were happening. I can't even imagine, you know, being in the public eye and going through all this and also being in a band where you have to see your bandmate the next day. Like imagine breaking up with someone and then being like, okay, see you in the studio tomorrow. Like that is just insane to me. So I, I think everybody in this band at this time were probably just, you know, they were talking to each other throughout the songs, but apparently they were, I think, um, Christine and John specifically, they were not on speaking terms unless it was about music, which I don't really blame them. If you're going to go through a divorce, I don't think you want to talk to your ex-husband on a daily basis. (laughs) Um, also around this time, I believe Stevie had a substance addiction, um, which inspired the song Goldust Women, of course. Um, which we will get to in due time. So I discovered, I obviously knew who Fleetwood Mac was, but I never really listened to them or got a chance to get exposed to them until a couple of years ago, actually. I think it was one of my friends who they had said like, hey, I really think 
you would like Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, you should listen to that album. And so I did. And then I just fell in love with it. And I think that was around 2020. Uh, it was definitely lockdown time or maybe like right before lockdown. But I listened to that album on repeat and I was just so blown away by the lyrical content and the musicianship and the writing. It was just so basically a flawless record, which is why I love it. And I'm really glad I am doing this one first because I think it's a great introduction to um, my music taste and also just what a good album is and you know that's another topic that we might get into it for another day um but i do have the album here with me i'm looking at it right now um i did want to talk about the album art of course and also the vinyl art because uh, the reason why i love vinyl so much is because it's big it's a 12 by 12 inch picture of the album and you can hold it in your hand and actually see the details and you know some not every artist does this but some artists put really like time and effort into how the vinyl looks when they open it, how when they open the, uh, take out the sleeve, how the vinyl looks, what the lyric sheets look like. Like, I think all of that is really cool and interesting and also is included in the album itself and a part of that. So in the front of the cover, it's Stevie and John just together. Um, Stevie is apparently portraying her persona of, Rhiannon, um, which is a song from their album before this, which I believe is self-titled. Um, but she is a basically a, a witchy character. And when I looked at this album cover, like really looked at it, I didn't realize she had a crystal. Well, John actually has the crystal ball in his hand, but she's looking deep into it. I think you can like see his reflection in it, which is pretty cool. And so she just looks very ethereal, which is very cool. And John is on this stool, which is so it's such a weird, it is a really weird photo. I'm not going to lie. Cause John has these dangling balls on his waist. Um, and I looked that up and apparently he stole them from a bathroom years before the record, um, was made. And it was just like his good luck charm. And he just decided to put it on his waist for, I don't know, comedic reasons. I'm not entirely sure. Um, it is very striking though. when. At first glance, I don't think you really notice him, but then after you really look at it, it's like, oh, they're right there. Um, so that's pretty funny. Um, I did see a theory. I don't know if this is correct or not, but I did see that when they were doing the photo shoot, people were asking the whole entire band to be on the cover. There was obviously tension in the band and they didn't want to talk to each other. So I think Stevie and John were the only ones that actually did show up that day. So that's why only both of them are um, photographed. But I also did see theories that this is kind of their intro. I don't even know why, but it's like an introduction to Stevie um, in the band, even though she was on the album previously. Um, that's when her and Lindsay started. But I think maybe it might be due to her having more of a co-writer role in the band at this time. And maybe she just had more leeway but if you look at the back of the cover the whole band is there and it's just photos of them which is really cool um and fun and they all are smiling and you know it doesn't look tense at all um <laughs> but if you open it the vinyl itself is just standard black i've heard that black vinyl sounds the best i haven't tested that theory um i definitely am willing to though because i do have some vinyl that are in different colors i have one that's clear so that should be interesting to just test and see how that is. Um, but there is a lyric book in here and there's more photos of the band on it. And then it's obviously just all the lyrics. 
which is really cool. On the actual lyric sheet, um, on the bottom right corner, these there's these two. It's so random, but there's these two little penguins. Um, they might be a a symbol of the band. I'm not entirely sure. I didn't really read into it too much, but I just noticed it. But one of them is whispering into the other's ear, and I'll maybe I'll post this on my Instagram. But it looks like they're gossiping or talking about some rumors that they heard. Ha ha ha. Um, pretty tongue in cheek right there, which I thought was pretty cute and a good. Yeah, and this is why I love vinyl because they just have little things like that. Like they didn't have to put that, but they did. So I just thought that was really cool. And oh, and another thing, um, I do believe that maybe uh, Stevie and John were involved with each other later on. So that's I think that's why. Or there was a rumor surrounding that. I'm not entirely sure if that is correct or not, but I think that's also why they're the only two on that cover which I think is interesting. So, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into the actual tracks. Um, so the track list is Secondhand News, Dreams, Never Going Back Again, Don't Stop, Go Your Own Way, Songbird, The Chain, You Make Love and Fun, I Don't Wanna Know, Oh Daddy, Goldust Woman, and bonus song, Silver Springs, that was not included on the album due to time constraint, which I will talk about that later on. That song is not on this vinyl that I have right now, but I will be talking about it just because I think it is an important song and it means a lot to me as well, um, personally. So I do just still want to talk about it because I think it should have been on the original record. We're going to deep dive into these tracks one by one. I'm going to talk about who wrote the song, you know, some lyrics, what I think it means versus what some of the artists sometimes will say certain things about it. First song is Secondhand News, which is written by Lindsay Buckingham. Some song lyrics include um, just Secondhand News. Obviously, that's the title of the song, so that's going to be in it. But, um, you know, the, I, the concept of Secondhand News is that somebody is being left behind somebody is not their priority anymore so i think his choice of wording is really interesting and if you listen to the whole song you know in my interpretation it's about a partner who has moved on and the ex feels left behind and forgotten it's such a real and honest thing to feel and there's also a lyric in the song that always conf not confused me per se but i just didn't really understand what it meant until i actually read it but it's um when times go bad, when times go rough, once you lay me down on the tall grass and let me do my stuff. Genius is a really good resource, genius.com, and that has a lot of, um, all, it's a it's basically just like, if you don't know what it is, it's just like a database for music lyrics, and there's commentary on it. Sometimes some lyrics will be highlighted, and then they'll, if you click on it, there'll be an excerpt from the artist or people will write about the song, which is, it, it's cool. I like the, I like it a lot. But pretty much Lindsay had said that this is a very tongue-in-cheek lyric. And, you know, after I really sunk in and listened to it, I was like, okay, pretty much is like, if if all else fails, you can still find me and I'll still be here for you. But, like, not in a nice way, if that makes sense. I don't want to get too, like, vulgar or anything like that. But you can, you can put two and two together. So, and, you know, that is a very male thing to say, I feel like. <laughs> Um, so it's one of the shorter songs. I think Never Going Back In is the shortest, but this is a less than three minute song. It is very upbeat. Um, and I think that's why this album is very interesting to me because some of the lyrical content is very, you know, sad, heartbreaking, dark. And then there's this really happy music that goes 
behind it for certain songs, which I find interesting. I really like Lindsay's writing. He's just very good, very on point. His guitar playing, very underrated guitar player, honestly. After uh, watching some live performances of his, like he's just so, he doesn't use a pick, which is just crazy. He just uses his hands, which is just, it's wild to me. Next song we're going to talk about is Dreams, and this was written by Stevie Nicks. Some song lyrics include what you had and what you lost. When the rain washes you clean, you'll know. So this song to me is just basically about somebody who wants to leave or has already left a relationship and has to come to terms with letting that person go. This entire album is just like this band taking jabs at each other. So and, you know, in secondhand news, he's talking about he's talking to Stevie and this in dreams. He's she's talking to Lindsay. There's also a lyric where she's basically telling him, like, you will be lonely without me, which is the beginning of something I've noticed while listening to this album, where there are a lot of parallels lyrically, which I don't I don't know if that is intentional or if that's just, you know, when you're in a, when you're breaking up with somebody or have broken up with somebody, you're two people are just kind of dealing with the same emotions and they're saying the same things and they just are not seeing eye to eye. So I think that is interesting and we'll get into that later on. But this is the first instance where like she says, you lost me. Like think about what you had. And you know, thunder and rain is um, the metaphor is, you know, probably the bad side of relationship. And um, I really like that imagery of seasons and this kind of like darkness hurricane type of thing some other lyrics are you know crystal vision like that kind of rhiannon persona comes out there's some witchy vibes to this song which is also really cool and i like a lot and it's just a beautiful song overall and it is one of the um more well-known fleetwood mac songs so next it is never going back again and we have another Lindsay writing this is the shorter song on the album some lyrics include been down one time been down two times i'm never going back again so to me that signifies um an on on and off again relationship that didn't work pretty much hindsight never going back to a toxic relationship the guitar is beautiful of course but actually i was watching an interview about Lindsay or on him and the interviewer mentioned this song and he said that it, it was not actually about Stevie nicks and it was just in general, not about wanting to get hurt by love again. So I thought it was about Stevie. You know, again, like he could have written that just in general, and then maybe it can still apply to her. And I think that's what the beauty in these songs are, is that it can really be applied to anything. Cool little song. It's very sad. Like clearly he's been hurt and doesn't want to get hurt again. And I mean, I don't, I don't blame the guy. So next song, this is going to be an uplifting turning point. Um, so it is Don't Stop, and it is by Christine McVie. Some lyrics include, if your life was bad to you, just think of what tomorrow can do. A lot of positive reinforcement. Christine had said that she is more of an optimist and that she is just, she in this song, she's basically just trying to positively move on from a relationship, or maybe not even just a relationship, but just in general, just about having a brighter day and uplifting um, look on life. And I think it is a good contrast from the last so couple of songs that we have had so far. It's just a song that makes you want to like dance and it's a very happy song. Um, there's also that pause in the song and then like it starts up again. It's just very satisfying. I just wanted to mention that. I really like that part. <laughs> so next we're going to talk about Go Your Own Way. This is also a Lindsay Buckingham, right? Um, and this is where we circle back to Stevie talking about how he's going to be lonely because there are some lyrics that he says, I would give you my world, but you won't take it from me. 
Uh, you can call it another lonely day. You can go your own way. So basically, these two are just pointing fingers at each other. And he's telling her, like, you can go. I'm leaving you. I'm letting you go. And you can be lonely. And it's just, I think it is an important part of the album because this is, I just, I really can't imagine, like, being in the same space where you have to be professional with a former partner. And of course, I'm sure all of these people were probably just processing their emotions in real time. And it's just so honest and so relatable because any all of us have gone through a breakup and have felt all of these feelings. So back to the song, he's just saying that he's letting her go and he's just setting her free. And, you know, once he said, you can call it another lonely day, I was just like, oh, he just said that you're going to be lonely. And she just said that, too. It's just it's just funny to me. Um, and it's just so real to have two people say the same thing and ha- process those same emotions. So next song is Songbird, and this is by Christine McVie. She said that this song isn't about anybody in particular. It's just relatable. Um, this is the first real ballad of the album, and the first I wouldn't I wouldn't say love song. I think it it is. Um, this, it's just her and the piano, which is very beautiful, but some lyrics include, I wish you all the love in the world, but most of all, I wished for myself. So I think in this song, she's probably the songbird. Hear the songbirds singing their song and they know the score and a music score. Obviously she's using that, some musical terminology in the song, which is cool. It's a beautiful song. Unfortunately, It's kind of a skip for me if I'm listening to it casually, so I'm sorry, (laughs) but it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't really do it for me as much as the other songs on this album, Um, so I would probably say this is my, it's still a good song, don't get me wrong, but yeah, anyway, we're just going to move on. (laughs) So we turn the tables around, and by table, I mean the the record. Um, and we go to The Chain, which is probably the most important song on this album because it is written by everybody. Everybody is a co-write on this song and it is the only song on this album that is. And it is just really interesting to me because this is this theme of the whole album is that everybody's talking to each other. And I think in this song is when specifically Stevie and Lindsay are really talking to each other going back and forth you know lyrics that include if you don't love me now you will never love me again they i can still hear you saying you would never break the chain and the chain um initially i thought it was just the relationship but then you know looking more deeply into the song it's a symbol of the band itself and um never breaking the chain so i'm sure and when all this was happening they i believe all of them had vowed to make the band their priority and not break them up but i just with all that emotional turmoil basically going on i just can't imagine so i'm sure the whole band was just mad at each other for feeling like they might break up the band but they had broken up in their personal lives so it is a it's a very emotional song and hearing them do it uh live and recordings is really cool too and you know that back and forth is really prominent and the bass, of course, the bass line in the towards the end is very iconic and recognizable. All right, so the next song is You Make Love and Fun by Christine McVie. This is a very funky and another uplifting love song. So some song lyrics include, 
I never did believe in the ways of magic. Uh, don't break the spell. Some more witchy vibes, which is cool coming from Christine rather than uh, Stevie. Another lyric is, uh, I don't have to tell you, but you're the only one. Um, I read that this is a, maybe possibly a jab at John, um, signifying that she has moved on. Maybe he was unfaithful or maybe insecure, had trust issues. Not entirely sure. That's open to interpretation, of course. But basically, this whole song is just about loving your partner and being happy with them. So next song is I Don't Want to Know by Stevie Nicks. This is another example of a lyrical parallel, but this is the first song of a part two, which we will get to. Uh, one of my favorite lyrics of this whole album is, you say you love me, but you don't know. When I heard that, I was just like, wow. Like, it's so simple, but it just, it says a lot. And I it really stuck with me. So it's just a song that is very uplifting. But at the same time, it's still very introspective and kind of like, you know, you, you hear about your ex moving on, but you don't want to know about it. And you still want to, you still want that person to live their life and wish the best for them, but you don't want to hear about it. She basically says, like, I don't want to be the reason you can't love somebody, so you should love them anyway. So the next song is Oh Daddy, and this is by Christine. When I first heard this song, I actually thought it was about her dad. Like, I just, I don't know why. Maybe it's the title. And I remember... And this is like literally my initial listen for the entire album. I was like, oh, this is so random that like there's like a song about her dad. It's not about her dad. It's about John, most likely. This song is very dark. Some lyrics include you letting me know you're the best thing in my life. Like that is just such a manipulative line. You know, like this person is telling her like, I am the best thing that happened to you. And that's just such a, it's very dark and very Stockholm syndrome-y that person kind of convincing them like you need me and she and then during the whole song she's just she wants approval from this other person she's putting herself down like just calls herself the fool and i don't know why you love me like that type of thing it's very sad um and i think this is an important song because it, it's a pivot into the album where things just turn dark um, and we are getting closer to the end of the album. It's not really a song I gravitate towards. Um, I don't know why Songbird and Oh Daddy, it's not like they don't hit me. It's just, you know, Oh Daddy is very dark. Um, don't come for me. It just doesn't do much for me. I love Christine McVie. She is such a light in the band. But those two songs I just don't listen to as often as the other songs in the rest of the album. Anyway, we're just going to move on. I don't mean to like be a downer and talk about my opinion um, on the song specifically. But anyway... We're going to go into Gold Dust Woman, and this is written by Stevie Nicks. Um, the song is about her drug addiction, and it was written before rumors started. Some lyrics include, take your silver spoon and dig your grave. Double entendre, um, the substance that she was hooked on was cocaine. Apparently, you use a spoon to use cocaine. I didn't know that. I don't know. Um, drugs like that. But anyway, she's just saying, like, this addiction will be the death of me, or it can be the death of me, um, which is very dark. In the bridge towards the end, she says, pale shadow of a dragon. Apparently cocaine makes you very pale. She probably is the dragon. Apparently gold dust is slang for cocaine. I did not know that as well. Initially, I didn't I didn't know this song was about substance abuse, um, but I thought it was more of a breakup song. And it, it still is. The chorus is about how the breakup will most likely get her to spiral into this, you know, drug hole. Unfortunately, there are some lyrics that are amazing. Like, you better put your kingdom up for sale. Rul rulers make bad lovers. I got those mixed up, but you know. Um, there's some really cool imagery in the lyrics. And I really love Stevie's 
lyricism and her being able to paint this vivid image, you know, like a pale shadow of a dragon. Like that is who writes like that? You know, like I would not think to put those words together. And, you know, when she says dragon, I mean, I think like if you have a drug problem, they make you look older. So that's probably what dragon also signifies too. Like she looks pale and old probably, unfortunately. And it's just, it's a sad song, but it is a really good song. So that song and the vinyl specifically, but I will be talking about Silver Springs because I just think it is such an important song. And I think it really encompasses all of the themes of this album, all of the things that we have talked about, relationships and letting people go and not wanting to know what they're doing and, you know, things like that. I think it just encompasses everything. So, and the reason why this song is not on the album is because when they were recording it, um, they basically just told Stevie, like, uh, one, we don't have time. Two, it's too long of a song and they couldn't fit it on the actual vinyl pressing. Uh, because this song is about six minutes long and it is the longest song on the album so they told her like we're replacing it with um i don't want to know of course stevie was upset about it and i would you know i'd be too this song is just so great and so emotional sometimes with like the track listing it will replace i don't want to know and um the other song was secondhand news i don't know like i think that is just so odd to me because you know, if you listen to it on streaming services, it is the last song and not, you know, bonus songs go at the end. Unless it's actually not all the time, though, because some deluxe songs will change the order of songs, which, you know, I think it's very it's very hit or miss, um, in my opinion. I have some some other records that do that, which we'll talk about. We'll get to that eventually with time, you know, but some lyrical content is um, I could have loved you, but you would not let me. You will never get away from the sound of the woman that loves you. Like that is just the most head on lyric I have ever heard. Like she's obviously talking about Lindsay and the, you know, the sound of the woman that loves you. Like they're in a band together and they promise to never break up. So she basically is saying like, you will never get away from me and these songs that I'm writing about you. It's just such a haunting lyric. It's just like that whole last section is just amazing. I could have, you know, I could have loved you, but you would not let me. Like that is also a very real statement that people go through in relationships. And that's also another lyric where another kind of back and forth with her and Lindsay, where he says earlier, like, oh, I could have given you my whole world, but you didn't want it. Um, and obviously that's not the correct lyric, but I'm just paraphrasing. And now she's saying like, you wouldn't let me love you. Everybody is in their own little world. And I think when you are in the heat of the moment at, in breakups, you don't really think about the other person's feelings or what they're going through and that they might feel the same way as you do. And I just think this is such a great example. And it's, you know, for them, it happened in real time and it's forever on this album, um, which I think is really cool. And it's such a test to real human connections and uh, breakups and everything that goes in between that. So, but anyway, back to the song, Stevie directly references, I don't want to know, which is really cool, which I didn't even like, it didn't, I didn't catch that until I listen to the record front to back she says like oh was she pretty oh i don't want to know like again just referring back to the whole song where it's like the past her past lover has moved on and she doesn't want to hear about it maybe they broke up and you know this is my imagination obviously i don't know what happened 50 years ago or almost 50 years ago but you know i being a woman in 
hearing things, stuff like that. I can just imagine, you know, they're in the studio and they probably, you know, Stevie and Lindsay had probably broken up and maybe Lindsay started talking to somebody, met somebody or something like that. And maybe he's telling John or Mick about it. And then Stevie maybe heard about it or heard him talking about it. And then, you know, that lyric like, oh, did you say she was pretty? I don't want to know. She probably heard that in passing, maybe. I don't, again, I have no idea, but this is just my interpretation of it. I have this framed lyric sheet of Silver Springs. It actually does have, um, it's basically like the song, the music sheet for Silver Springs. And then like the cover of Rumors has overlaid that. So it's really cool. So maybe I'll post that on my Instagram too, if you guys want to see that. But there is this particular youtube video of the band performing this song and and the chorus you know stevie Lindsay, and christine are all singing it and it's very beautiful and it's very haunting um, but them singing it all together is just it just makes me so emotional and in that specific youtube video stevie is just staring Lindsay in his face singing these lyrics and it's it really makes me so emotional and like will leave me sobbing at the end of the day um, or at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the video just because it's just she's just really saying all these raw and emotional intense things to him and the specifically the lyric you'll never get away from the sound the woman that that of the woman that loves you like that is just so true and it's so haunting and it that will haunt him for the rest of his life which is just amazing and just gives me goosebumps every time i see it you guys really have to watch that and i'll link it at the bottom of this uh episode but yeah, this song is just so cool and it's long and it just keeps going and going and then it just it fades out just like all the old songs used to. It's just that classic fade out, which I love. And that is the end of the album. It's just such a good album front to back, you know, talking a lot about like the human experience of loving someone and losing them and dealing with the heartbreak um, and also you know, with love, like sometimes it can bring the best of people and sometimes it can bring out the worst. And I think that's why songs like Gold Dust Woman and Oh Daddy exist because that is kind of like the repercussions of a really bad relationship or breakup where like you're either very codependent or like maybe you, you know, you use substance or like you drink or whatever, like a very bad coping mechanism for it. Uh, maybe you're really hard on yourself maybe it's like self-sabotage so I think that's you know at, at first I didn't really know why those two songs really fit in with the whole breakup but it really does signify like what people can go through very up and down like the, the whole album is very up and down if you really think about it and Silver Springs is it is not dark necessarily but just very emotional and it's like a very and that's why I really like it to be at the end because it just is this big, I love it when albums have these long songs that are just so dramatic, just like keep going on and on and they eventually fade. And yeah, I mean, this whole album is just amazing. It still holds almost 50 years later, which just really puts things into perspective on how, you know, even if so many things are different now, we're still humans at the end of the day and we still experience these types of feelings. Um, and it's a good reminder that everybody does, whether you're the person that breaks up with someone or the person that got broken up with. So yeah, that was the first episode.
I hope you all enjoyed that. You can follow my Instagram at off the record with ET. If you want to share your opinions about the album and the songs, you can email me at off the record with ET at gmail.com. I hope you all stay tuned for the next episode. We actually are going to spin the wheel to find out what the next album is going to be, which is very exciting. So I'm going to do that right now while I am recording. So right now it's spinning. All right, the results are in. It looks like we are going to be doing Nirvana's Greatest Hits album. So that's going to be really exciting. Love Nirvana. I hope you join me for that episode next week. Again, thank you all for listening up until this point. You can find me everywhere at Off the Record with ET. Remember to listen to your favorite song today and take care. Bye, guys.